Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space amid a very, very crazy week uh, that is going on here, uh, not, only, not only in the school, but also at home. Uh, Mrs. Sensei had to have a knee surgery yesterday, so that's <laughs> one crazy thing going on. And then we're gearing up for Flex Fights 11 this week, where I will be doing uh, commentary for the prelims again. But I still wanted to make sure I made the time to uh, get you guys your weekly episode. To that end, I'm back in my home recording space as per usual, ready to give you guys a mindset for the week. So recently, like last couple of days, I had the return of, of a longtime student of mine who had been out for quite a while. Uh, you know, just life got in the way, and his story is not abnormal. Right? People get sick all the time. People hurt their back at work all the time. You know, th these type of things happen very, very, very continuously. That's kind of life in a nutshell, is that these things happen. And the unfortunate thing is he had some, some legitimate times where getting to class was not a realistic thing. But then the other thing that happened was a pattern of behavior. See, here's the real like kind of thought process and mantra I want to get to today that I'm going to circle back and hit this particular situation with. And it's the idea that there is always a reason not to. There's always a reason. Now, when, I'm, when I say reason here, I don't mean like actual good legitimate reason. I mean, you could justify to yourself, read, make an excuse, a reason not to. You could do it, and, and there's a million ways you, you could find an excuse to, not to. And... Sometimes you have a legitimate reason, you know, you are legitimately sick, right? You are, you do legitimately have, you know, bronchitis or something like that or, you know, something serious where it's a good idea for you to not be training, right? Or you don't want to come and get your classmates sick or whatever. And that's definitely something that happens some of the time. But the other thing that happens is the, the little voice inside our head that we all battle that little voice of doubt is there too. And that's the harder thing to beat because after you've missed, I'll just use martial arts classes as, as my reference here because that's obviously what my story is all about. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it, it works for going to a gym. It works for anything structured like this. The longer you don't do something, the harder it is to get back to it. It's just that simple. I mean, that's kind of the way we are as human beings. If you go a long time without doing anything, you don't want to do it. And you can invent in your mind all these great grandiose reasons why you can't do it. And don't get me wrong, every once in a while, there's a good reason. But the majority of the time, we're talking about reasons that aren't that big of a deal, that could allow us back on course sooner if we allowed ourselves. Human weakness is a human thing. It's something we all have. It's not abnormal by any stretch of the imagination. But what we have to realize is as human beings, we pretty constantly and perpetually face that little voice in our mind. And that little voice in our mind will, if we let it, pull us in the wrong direction. If there's something you're not 100% set on doing, if you're choosing between comfort or discomfort, 
it's pretty easy to listen to those excuses that float through our mind. Think about it this way, right? You, you're out of, mar you're, let's, again, we'll stay with martial arts classes. You're out of your classes for a little while, right? You're on, you, you've been legitimately sick. You had an injury, right? You had knee surgery, like, like Mrs. Sensei, right? And you've had a real good reason to not be in class. Or even like I had a few, a couple of my female students uh, who got pregnant recently and they've been on the, uh, on the shelf, so to speak, for a little while because their doctor advised them, hey, you shouldn't, you guys, because of your age and, and so, so on, shouldn't be exercising. So nonetheless, they've been on the shelf a little bit, a little while. And the thing is, those legitimate reasons start the absence. They start the break, which again, they're completely legitimate. There's nothing wrong with, uh, with staying out because of that. What happens though, is once you've been out for that amount of time, then it gets to the moment of truth. What moment of truth, you ask? The moments where it's time to get back. Where, okay, it's, you know, it's Wednesday, the class is at 6.30, and now it's 6 o'clock. And you're staring at your uniform and thinking, all right, well, i got to get ready. And then this is where the little voice <laughs> creeps into your head. And you start to th think things like, oh, well, you know, my, my back kind of hurts or... Uh, you know, I did, did kind of push myself yesterday, or I'm kind of tired. I didn't sleep great, or I didn't have the greatest meals to prepare myself to get ready to go back and train, right? There's always reasons we can make in our mind to not get back to it. And it's those little reasons that keep someone off path. And it's funny, as we think we're kind of immune to it as adults, that we somehow... Uh, know ourselves and are able to conquer uh, this this phenomenon more than kids, but we see it most often in kids. Something that happens fairly frequently uh, when it comes to kids in my school is, you know, a kid will be at summer camp, or they'll be on vacation, or they'll be sick, and they'll miss a couple of weeks, which a couple of weeks in the general scheme of things isn't the biggest deal in the whole wide world. But when you're five, six, seven years old, a couple of weeks is a significant period of your life. Think about it. When, when you're five years old, you've only been alive for like 200 weeks. So two weeks is a pretty significant portion of your life. Whereas if you're an adult in your 30s or 40s, two weeks is kind of nothing to you comparatively. To that end, going back with our kids. That kid misses a couple of weeks. And now, what, what's happened? They're so out of the routine. They're so out of the habit. They haven't done it in so long that to them, it makes all the sense in the world to just not do it. Right? It's, that's, what, that's what makes sense. That's what's easiest to wrap our head around. I haven't done it. I'm out of the habit. I shouldn't do it. Now, the other thing that that doesn't help us at all, is ego. And as adults, we suffer from this a little bit more as kids. Kids, though social, don't have the same, uh, let's call it social contract, that us adults have, right? We'd probably get a little bit more guilt from our classmates and so forth if we walked back in after missing for a, for a good little while. Mm -hmm. Therein lies the problem. Now, 
we're using that little bit of guilt that we get from our friends that really comes from a place of them having missed us. We take that as the reason to stay on the sideline, which only exacerbates the problem. It's like when someone is out of shape and you know they don't exercise, so their joints hurt. So because they don't exercise and their joints hurt, they don't exercise. So now their joints hurt even more, which is even less of a motivation for them to exercise, which just increases the, the, what their joints hurting and them being out of shape. And it becomes a vicious cycle. Well, this same thing is no different. It's exactly the same thing that I'm talking about here. We build ourselves these vicious cycles. Right? We do it psychologically, where there's always a reason not to. It's always there. You could always find a reason that if you said it to anybody else, would sound like a really, really good reason. But if you looked at yourself in a mirror, and deep down you've really analyzed what was keeping you from, from moving forward, what was keeping you from getting back on track, we're not talking about something you couldn't overcome. And we're not talking about something that wouldn't be easy to get back on track with. Because here's the thing that happens, and people forget about this all the time, that when you fall off track, the most satisfying thing is that first trip back on track. That's the thing we don't remember, right? There's the old adage about how, oh, you know, the hardest, the hardest part of every journey is the first step. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because you expect the first step to be hard. You, re- you expect it. So because you expect it, it's not, that, it's not nearly as bad. You expect it's going to be difficult. And it is. It's just like beginners coming into my school. No beginner comes into my school and imagines, maybe they imagine it before they talk to me, but it's not like I let them believe that they're going to walk into class and every single class, they're going to have absolutely no confusion whatsoever. They're going to get everything magically, perfectly, their very first class. They expect that they're going, they expect they're going to be a little confused. They expect it's going to take them a little while for them to get it, for them to feel really comfortable with what, what they're doing. And though we expect that as a beginner, what happens is we ex- don't expect when we're not a beginner anymore, but we're someone who's coming back after a, a period of time off. Right? Here's the thing. I've had this happen many, many a time where people come back after having some time off. I had it recently. A guy used to train in one of the other Tiger Shulman schools and he gets back um, He gets back to training and it had been 15 years. Right? He had, we figured it out. He had stopped training before I opened my school. And I, I explained the process to him of coming back. I'm like, well, I'm going to put you back in beginner class, you know, dust our skills off, get the skills back to where they should be. He goes, oh, I still have my skills. And then he started training pretty quickly. He remembered, oh, I thought I had my skills. But, of course, they've diminished over time with, with lack of use. Right? Now, that, that same, let's call it delusion of grandeur, that same delusion of grandeur exists in all of us. And that's what makes it so hard to get back on track after we've, after we've been off of something for a little bit while, after a little while. 
we don't give ourselves the credit of thinking that we're not going to immediately be back where we were. Right? And, more importantly, no one expects us to be right back where we were. That's the thing. See, we put this excess pressure on ourselves to be exactly back where we were. Right? Like, another student of mine came back. She was uh, a, a black belt with me in my sensei school. Last I had seen her, last I had trained her, she was about 15 years old. She hadn't trained in all this time. She's had two kids, got married, the whole works. She's back training. And of course, it would be unrealistic for her to think that she was going to be right back where she was. Nor did she think, should she think, I should say, that I was going to expect her to be right back where she was. Right? That would be extraordinarily unrealistic. And it's funny, like, you know, she, she has, she put pressure on herself a little bit, thinking that other people uh, would think that, you know, oh, she needed to be better, or she needed to be in better shape, or her skills needed to be better. And I think that's a little unrealistic. I don't think anybody's going to put that pressure on yourself. I don't think anybody expects after years off that you're going to be exactly where you were. So the student that I started talking about today, he'd been off for, for a few months. And like I said, what knocked him off track was legitimate stuff. But then there's times they were ready to come back, physically, I should say. Right? The, the legitimate reason was gone. But then there was a little voice in their head telling them, well, everybody's going to expect you to be as good as you were. And now what happens? That little bit of pressure, that little bit of added mental hiccup, mental hurdle, now puts you in a place where you put additional pressure on yourself. So you stay off track. And what happens then? You only get farther away from where you should be. It's not like staying on the sidelines magically gets you, gets you ahead. Right? There's no way to win the race or to advance in the race just sitting still while everybody else is continuing to run. So, with that being said, we should instead think about how important the next step back on track is, which is super important, right? Getting back on track is the fastest way to get back where we want, right? It's not as though our classmates who know that we've been missing for a while expect that we're going to come in and we're going to be in the kind of shape that we were in when we left, that we're going to be in exactly the same skill set place. There won't be any, any dust on those skills that we haven't really used. Or that you know, we will, will be as flexible or will be any number of qualities. That's certainly not something that everybody else would expect. Instead, it's something that we put on ourselves. Right? It's like we do this as kids all the time. It's funny, like a juvenile teenage place We'll think about, you know, how certain people might look at, oh, the, the outfit that I wear or the shoes that I get. And the reality is, how many people really noticed? <laughs> like, uh, if I were to wear the same suit and shirt to the flex fights this weekend as I did in February, how many people are really going to notice? Not that many people, right? But we put this big thing up on ourselves where people are going to think about it. Oh, they're going to think about it so much. They're not going to think about it at all. Similarly, you're in, you haven't been in class in quite a while. 
you kept yourself off path. Oh, everybody's going to be looking at me and thinking of, oh, they used to be able to do so many more push-ups than they could do. Nobody else is watching you. <laughs> They're busy trying to get their own work in. I think about it real quick this way. How often during class were you counting how many push-ups somebody else did? It doesn't really happen. You're so focused on yourself. Right? These little thoughts, these little hesitations, right? they all come from a place of fear. Right? From a place of feeling of inequity, of feeling like we're not as good as. But, right, here's the reality. If you've been out of training for a little while, you're not as good as you were. How could you expect to be? That would be like me saying to myself, hey, uh, you know that cursive writing that you haven't written in probably 20 plus years? Start writing in it right now and be just as good as you are. That's unrealistic. Right? Instead, I have to practice this skill, dust it off, but, and get it back to where it was before I can really start to apply it. That's the same with everything. Right? We don't expect that if we played a violin, for example, when we were in elementary school, junior high school, or high school, or something like that, we don't expect to be in our 50s, haven't seen that violin in years, and magically... We'll just be able to pick the violin up and play. We don't think that's the way it works. But when it comes to things like getting back to the gym, getting back to our martial arts classes, things like that, we tend to build these big obstacles in front of us. We tend to lean on the fact that there is always a reason why. And here's the thing. In the moment, those little things that we're thinking about, those little ah, you know, my back really hurts today. Or like, you know, I really didn't get a good night's sleep. Or, you know, I really have a long day tomorrow. Or like, whatever the little situation you think up. It's not like those little things are born, born out of nothing. It's not like, oh, my back doesn't really hurt, but I'm going to say it hurts to myself so that way I don't have to go to class. It's, that's not the case. Instead, what matters is we do those little things. We make those little, those little things. We take the little molehill that's going on in our world, in our day, in our body, and we make it a mountain. And now that it's a mountain, now it's so much harder for us to move forward. Now, all we've done is we've built this molehill up into the mountain, and now there's no reason for us to go. Now we can convince ourselves, oh no, you're right by staying on the sideline. But again, that doesn't help anything. That keeps you moving backwards while everybody else is moving forwards. Growing the gap and growing your insecurity when you come back. The better thing to do is realize that the expectations you're putting on yourself, no one else is. No one else is. I, as the instructor, I know when someone hasn't been in class in a while. And I don't put crazy expectations on them. I'm just happy they're there. Then, what happens from there is I just need them to stay on course. If they do that, everything else will be cake from there. That's all, that's all we have to do. Overcome that little bit of difficulty. Overcome that little hurdle that we build for ourselves. And just move forward. Right? We take that first little step. Right? We take that first little step. Get yourself back on track. Do the harder step. Right? I, I've said before, people think that 
Uh, the first step is the hardest step, and it's certainly not. Instead, it's the first step back on track. That's the one that's hardest. That's the really difficult one. That's the one that we need to use to push ourselves forward. So if you've been hesitating to get back on track, this is the, the universe sending you a sign. It's time to get back on track. It's time to get yourself back to class or back to the gym or whatever. So that way, you'll get a little bit closer to where you want to be, a little more in the right direction. And you start moving things in the direction that they should be going, right? You can't move forward if you're sitting still. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Uh, there on my uh, Instagram, there's a link tree to all the different things that I do. You can see the link to Flex Fights on there and so forth. You can see all the social media accounts. You can see everything from my school. Uh, speaking of my school, you can find us online at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TigerShawmanSmithtown. Twitter and Instagram is at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Find, out, find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.